0: How many more children's bodies will be destroyed before you actually listen? What is a sweet spot? 100, 200, 1,000?
1: That's the voice of 18-year-old Chloe Cole. She bravely spoke up against efforts to use a California law to strip custody from parents who want to prevent their children from being taken across state lines for invasive transgender medical procedures. It's being called an all-out war against parental authority. Welcome to Speak Up Virginia, equipping you to speak up on the life, family, and freedom issues that matter most to you. From the Family Foundation, I'm your host, Candy Cushman, with our president, Victoria Cobb. Well, when we were getting ready for our big gala, our producer, Catherine, gave us all an assignment that we had to... Tell her our special skills because she thought people needed to get to know the staff better and that would be fun maybe to put on a slide or something at this gala. So we've all been thinking about special skills and I I don't know, I guess this is something like um, Napoleon nunchuck skills or something. (laughs) Something kind of quirky. Victoria, I'll, I'll hear yours first before I share mine. Well, yeah, I I can't use
2: nunchucks, but I definitely will be honest with you that I I guess I surprised a few people when I told people that I do body combat, which is just, you know, punching and kicking. It's my favorite workout. Because
1: cultural combat isn't enough for you, You gotta do body combat. I
2: think if you do cultural combat, you need body combat That's to true. handle the stress of <laughs> cultural combat. Personally, but I don't have—I don't know that I have a lot of special skills. But I—I was thinking about the, the special skill Matt comments on in our house about me is I'm kind of a logistics master. So, yeah. like, we have two jobs, actually we have three because my 16-year-old has a job too. Three jobs and four kids, and sometimes up to six sports in a season. And I will tell you the scheduling of that situation is really and it literally does take time and and I am very good at it actually. Yeah.
1: This is a learned skill out of necessity I think or so. is this something that comes naturally?
2: Well, it might be natural. I used to do those logic puzzles oh, and I always okay. loved that kind yeah, of stuff true. and time management is generally a good thing for me. Oh. So anyway, yeah maybe, I don't know, but it is necessity. Okay.
1: So what's yours? All right. My way of dealing with cultural the cultural war stress Is I need to be in nature sometimes. So I, to give myself a break, have actually found stress release and self educating myself on the calls and songs of birds. I've actually taken an online course on this. So you're a bird whisperer? I can identify Virginia birds now by their call and song. That's so cool. I think you need to come to my house. I've always, I'm kind of curious about what's around. My husband does not appreciate this, because we'll be watching a movie, and I'll, I'll hear a bird song in the background of the movie, and I'll go, oh, that's a chickadee. And he, he's just like, oh, boy. Like, he thinks it's totally nerdy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm kind of impressed, actually. I think that'll come in handy when you're retired, especially when you're, like, sitting on a porch all the time and just resting and, like, watch
1: action. Should I be concerned I'm already doing this? Um, and- <laughs>
2: that's a question mark. I don't know. But you're already ahead of the game.
1: Catherine, real quick. Yeah, mine is a natural one. Um, ever since I was little, I've
2: been really good at finding things. Um, you know, if we our dog growing up had seizures, and so, you know, my dad would give him the medicine. And if he dropped the pill, he'd yell for me to come help scour the floor looking for it. And I'd find all the snails in his aquarium. And I, to this day, nine times out of ten, if you drop something on the floor, I can find it.
1: You know, I can see that because you're kind of this peaceful, calm presence in the office and all, you know, if we're all running around frenzied, like you would be the one that could actually focus.
2: <laughs> I, I think the, I, I think I need to borrow her because when you have teenagers yeah. that are learning how to put contacts in and they drop their contacts and that's a yeah. kind of expensive thing oh. to constantly drop, you know, when you're looking so around, you know, and they're
1: clear. Yeah. So anyway, maybe.
2: Hey, just I'm call bring, me up. I'll
1: come on over. they will probably be dry by the time you come over. Catherine but. could find the clear contact. <laughs> All right, well, to get into a much more serious topic, you know, we've been talking a lot on the show about how Virginia parents from Fairfax to Harrisonburg have been constantly battling these school policies that are trying to cut parents out of the process and even deceive them, especially when it comes to what their kids are being told at school about transgender issues. However, it's been encouraging that our governor has been out in front lately continuing to support parental rights with his strong statements but now we have another curveball coming at parents and this one's coming out of the state of california and it really can it is threatening to undermine all of this and in fact it's being called an all-out war on parental authority victoria tell us what's happening
2: yeah, um, maybe first I should just kind of give a little bit of a courtesy to parents that might have young kids in the room. This might be a good moment to send them somewhere else or, or something, because there will be some sensitive conversation here. But um, let me just kind of get into it. I mean, what's happening here? And it all started when I got a, sort of an urgent alert from our sister organization, the California Family Council that's out there in California. And they basically... Um, we're sharing that what they're doing is affecting everybody, and they needed our help. And what's what it is, and it's it's really scary when you start to understand exactly what California is trying to push on the rest of the nation—not just their own craziness, but what's coming to us. And you know, easiest way to explain it is you might have heard um, left-wing politicians talk about um, basically trying to create so-called abortion sanctuary cities, where we're going to be the protected area for abortion, or California. You know, tourism just come to California. That that's sort of the concept. Meaning, women from states with limited abortion opportunities, which is the worst word I should have ever used. But you know, women that women that are in states that ban abortion, um, you know, could go there. And so, what they've done is they've taken that whole idea. And now they're actually applying the issue to young kids being taken across state lines to get things like hormone blockers or destructive surgery on their male or female body parts in an attempt to change their biological gender. Um, But what's really horrifying about that is the way the California law is actually written. Um, It would allow any person to take your child across state lines, for instance, even against your will to get these drastic medical treatments. And basically, what it does is it allows the courts to temporarily strip your custody rights, your parental rights, as the parent. They can temporarily take those away. And even if the parents are from another state, it's not just about California kids.
1: Yeah. Now, some people might actually call this kidnapping, where one person who is not the parent is allowed to take a child across state lines Without the parents even knowing about it or agreeing, or you know, a one parent if they're in a custody dispute, one parent doing this without the other parent knowing or agreeing, but this measure completely obliterates any practical protection for parents in this regard. Can Victoria? Can they really get away with this? Well, California lawmakers
2: are trying to justify it. They're calling it gender-affirming health care, which, of course, reminds me of when they call it abortion health care, care, any any word care around these things. But in other words, they're basically giving people who want to take kids from parents impunity if they say they're doing it in the name of this gender-affirming care. But, of course, the reality is they're talking about giving kids life-altering trans drugs or surgically removing male or female body parts.
1: Now, as we are taping this, the California governor is expected to sign this, uh, which really is an unprecedented attack on parental rights nationwide. But he's expected to sign this any day now, Um, you know, unless we have some kind of a miracle or something huge and unexpected happens.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, this is pretty unbelievable. And a lot of policy experts are actually calling it an all-out war on parental rights. And I would argue absolutely that's what it is. But it's really taking it to a whole nother level. You know, as the writer for the Na- a National Review article put it, this is an unprecedented attempt by one state to control the children in America's other 49 states. You know, you have one state basically trying to overcome or trump a parental rights situation and our own laws here, for example, in Virginia, how we view parental rights and transgender issues. So the two, the concept totally conflicts with the full faith and credit idea that we have in our U.S. Constitution that a state has to respect another state's laws.
1: That's why I don't get how they can really get away with this. Is, is this ultimately going to be a, a successful attempt? It just seems totally illegitimate to me. It seems like a power grab out of California. You would
2: think, because certainly custody issues, you know, when you have parents that divorce and they go between lines, I mean, there's a lot of ability for a state to control their own people. And so you would think that this would be a super huge problem and the precedent that it would set on all a number of issues. Um, I'm concerned, though, that you're going to have a lot of kids actually just running away. Um, and they may not be accompanied mm. by an adult, and they go to California on their own. Mm-hmm. And then no parent knows about it, no adult knows about it, and I bet you they still uh, – and that child has not been – you know, in Virginia, you'd have to actually be emancipated to be able to do something like that, but mm-hmm. they could treat this child like an emancipated adult.
1: hmm Thanks for joining us for Speak Up Virginia, brought to you by the Family Foundation. If you're enjoying the show, help us encourage others to speak up by giving us a five-star review and sharing it with friends. Thanks for listening. Well, in addition to this just running roughshod over state laws and even the Constitution, there's also a real tangible cost to kids physically. One of the most emotionally moving moments of this whole debate was the testimony of an 18-year-old girl, a very brave girl, Chloe Cole who testified to the California legislator about the irresponsible way that she was pushed into having surgery to have her female organs removed. Let's just listen to her really heartbreaking comments for a moment.
0: My parents were told that the options were transition or suicide. They complied because they were not offered any other treatment solution for my distress. My distraught parents wanted me alive, so they listened to my doctors. I was placed on puberty blockers and testosterone after expressing my gender dysphoria to my therapist and I was approved for a double mastectomy all by the age of 15. No one explored why I did not want to be a girl. More and more kids are falling for the false promise of happiness if they transition. Gender clinics in the US are turning a blind eye to European countries or pumping the brakes on this experiment on youth. Who here really believes that as a 15 year old, I should have had my, my healthy breast removed or that should have been an option. When the CDPH got less than 300 reports of people getting hospitalized as a result of vaping, San Francisco banned vape products that same year, so I know that you care about the health of children, yet you are allowing doctors all over the state to remove the healthy breasts of children. How many more children's bodies will be destroyed before you actually listen? What is a sweet spot? A hundred? Two hundred? Thousand?
2: Yeah, this is really tragic. I mean, this is almost hard to listen to when you think about a child being... Almost, it feels like she was just swept into this without even really a full understanding. So, how devastating. But, you know, I just kind of listen and think, as a parent here in Virginia, I mean, I just had my daughter's ears pierced and the consent that I formed. So, there were like all these paragraphs on consent for ear piercing. And I sit there and think, wow, this is how we treat ear piercing, which is technically reversible. You just let them grow back out. And yet we're talking about gender, you know, changing surgery, devastating. And then to think about crossing state lines.
1: Yeah, that your daughter can be kidnapped without your permission, but you have to sign all that for ear piercing. Yeah, it's crazy. What struck me is California seems to take pride in itself on being progressive in these issues. But if you look at what's going on around Europe, they're actually regressive because Europe is going the complete other direction right now. Yeah, Britain's actually shutting
2: down the Tavistock Gender Identity Clinic after determining that too many young people were basically being put at high risk by being drawn into, quote, the unquestioning affirmative approach that they had there. And and now... There's a class action lawsuit on behalf of a thousand families in England who say their kids or their young teens were rushed into this kind of life changing treatment.
1: Yeah, and then you throw on top of that, we have a lot of research showing that the vast majority of kids, I think we're talking like 85, 95% even though they may struggle with gender confusion earlier in their life, they eventually end up embracing their biological gender. So it really is, you know, you got to think it's irresponsible, even malpractice, to be pushing kids into this prematurely.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, I just, I can't, I mean, did you hear in Chloe's testimony, her say, literally, that there was no one kind of suggesting, no one getting to the bottom of her actual issues. I mean, this is the reality. They have other issues, other concerns, and people are being pushed along this path.
1: Yeah, and instead they were putting all this guilt trip on her parents that she was going to be suicidal. And we know that a lot of them going through this, they are still having suicidal, if not worse, even after going through these treatments. So it's definitely misleading, if not just flat out manipulative. You know, but there is this trend now with California trying to kind of pull strings in other states to adhere to its dogma. And it isn't just in the parental rights sphere. You were telling me about something the other day with the whole climate change. I want to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, well, um, Virginians are starting to become
2: aware that when we had two years of liberal legislator control here in our Commonwealth, they actually passed a law that linked us directly to California. And I remember when it passed, I had never seen anything like this in our law, where we put another state's name in our law and said, whatever California does, we'll do. And it's in the category of emission standards. So literally, California has emission standards. And basically, they're trying to be all electric or whatever with their cars, by 2035. So basically you couldn't buy a new car at that point that was using gas. And Virginia law just basically said, "Well, whatever California says, we're going to do that." Why? I why because people <laughs> are crazy now. I <laughs> because we really had progressive left-wing crazy environmental folks thinking that this was a solution. And, um, you know, it's funny because um, the same liberals kind of claim that they're the ones for the poor. And yet you're talking about a much more expensive situation having to rebuy a car
1: at some point and you can't afford. I mean, and then. Well, I think a lot of people could be hearing this and just feeling frustrated and totally powerless because how are they going to combat a law being tied to California or, you know, this complete parental authority coup that's trying to come at them from California. What is your encouragement to parents and concerned citizens right now that they can still you know, regain the constitutional rights that they are supposed to have. Yeah, well, I think the
2: first encouragement is that we did in Virginia elect a governor that was opposed to this and wants to take- The emissions the, the thing. The emissions thing and wants to take that back. So we acted and we got in response a, a person that's trying to make a difference. Now we just have to do that again with the Senate so that we can actually move that law back because it can be changed, right? So it, it requires people to be engaged. But the other thing is when we talk about this terrible California law with our kids, there are legal groups- that are around the country working every day to protect our legal rights, our Founding Freedoms Law Center and others. So there will be litigation against this. I have zero doubt that the first opportunity, someone will absolutely come against this law, if, obviously, if Governor Newsom has signed it at that point.
1: I do have hope if enough parental voices and concerned citizens speak up, we can turn this around. And I do think, back in the day, at Focus on the Family, Dr. Dobson went homeschooling and we're talking like 15, 20 years ago or more More,
0: homeschool. Yeah,
1: more homeschooling was under threat nationally. And Dr. Dobson put out a call to action and the parents shut down the switchboards and totally reversed that. Um, It can happen again. We just we need enough people to wake up. So I just want to give people hope that we can still we can still join our voices together and change this around. Well, it's that time again, time for our Inconceivable Moments Award. This is where we're featuring examples of the absolute lunacy and craziness that happens when cultural leaders try to give guidance completely apart from biblical principles. And we're calling this the Liberals' Most Inconceivable Moments Award. Inconceivable! All right, here's a million-dollar question for you. Why did God give us two arms? Uh,
2: that sounds like a really corny Sunday school joke. Um, I'd like to think it's, you know, to hug my children or something like that. Or, you know, you can go the practical route and think about things like, you know, Adam and Eve and, you know, we had to hunt and gather and, but I'm
1: curious where you're going to go with this. Well, that's all great logic, Victoria. But according to the White House COVID-19 response coordinator, Dr. Ashish Jha, that would be wrong. Let's just listen to his answer. The
2: good news is you can get both your flu shot and COVID shot at the same time. It's actually a good idea. I really believe this is why God gave us two arms, one for the flu shot and the other one for the COVID shot. And here I thought it was so that we could eat and drive at the same time.
1: (laughs) Nice. Well, to be fair, he was speaking tongue in cheek, hopefully. Hopefully. But still, it's just a little uncomfortable hearing the White House right now tying God and the COVID shot together because they haven't exactly been sensitive around these religious freedom issues and COVID. Okay, let's just take the fact that right now we have some 3,000 Marines who've been trying to get a religious exemption from being forced into this vaccine or being discharged. And a lot of them had to get legal help for that. Now... You know, we we do not have a rigid official stance on whether you personally should get the vaccine or not. But we do believe in people's religious freedom rights to make their own decisions.
2: Yeah. And don't forget, there have been these statements like the one last year from the New York governor. If you remember, she believes that vaccines are, quote, from God to us. Um, She even added on to that saying, quote, there's people out
1: there who aren't listening to God and what God wants. You know who you are. You know, I. (laughs) Mm. Well, All right, I guess you could look at it this way. At least they are acknowledging there is a God who created us and our body parts. Okay,
2: but if only we could get them to acknowledge that there are actually two, just, just two genders, that would be a little bit of a... Yeah,
1: let's go from two arms to two genders. Well, I guess that means we have to give this week's Inconceivable Award to the White House for once again confusing the beauty and design of God's creation with government design. Thanks for joining us for this week's Speak Up Virginia, brought to you by the Family Foundation. Visit us at familyfoundation.org. That's familyfoundation.org. See you next time. And don't forget, we are stronger when we speak together.